All right, it is uh, 4.33 here on the Blitz 1170. Hope everyone's had a great Friday so far. Uh, we had a little scheduling conflict with Dusty, so he will not be joining us today. But we do have John Holcomb coming up in the 5 o'clock hour here on the Blitz 1170. Then Zach Reynolds from the Tulsa Oilers after John Holcomb. Uh, we'll get to some Oklahoma State stuff, obviously, with John here in about 30 minutes or so. And a snack in about oh, 10 minutes or so from Mark here on this Friday afternoon. So I have to ask you, what so far has been the big storyline to come out of the NFL Combine outside of Caleb Williams refusing to go through medicals and being the coward that he is, Colby, and not wanting to compete? Well, outside of him being a, a complete coward. Uh, you know, I say that jokingly, to, by the uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to move past that narrative to, you know, everything else is so far secondary. Um, I, I Watching, you know, the, the 40s and the on-field stuff, I think yesterday, Braden Fisk and Byron Murphy of all the interior defensive linemen were by far the standouts. I think Byron Murphy was already viewed as as most likely a, a first-round pick. Probably solidified that with his performance yesterday. Braden Fisk, the Florida State defensive tackle, was viewed as a, a day-two guy. I, I, I thought when you pay attention to him, because I think watching that Florida State defense you know, is, is maybe easy to, to – you know, watch like Jared Verse and and other players because that group was so talented. But I mean, he was I, I thought severely underrated and underappreciated last football season. And you add, I think, all of the athletic metrics that he put together yesterday at the combine. I wouldn't be surprised at all if if all of a sudden you don't start seeing his name in the first round conversation. Because again. Like, not that that alone should warrant it, but he is a really good football player. And I think especially at that position, like, he plays mean. And you got to love those types of guys, right? Interior defensive linemen that just play mean and nasty. And I think when you have that type of athletic ability on top of it, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if all of a sudden he starts getting a lot of, yes. of day one consideration. Uh, I want my rushers, D line, by the way, to be kind of a D. Yeah, I just, I just want you yeah. to have that kind of that mentality. That I also streak, right? I that... want you to be a hard ass. It's right. why one of my favorite players ever was Justin Smith. Justin oh, Smith out of Missouri, Cowboy. Like yeah. that dude was just tough as nails. Was was a hard ass. Was great. Like off the field from like like microphone and doing interviews. Just a regular country boy, but on the field just kind of had that. Just a dirtbag feel to him a little bit. Yeah. And all he did was just get bleep done. He's one of my favorite players by far. And more more guys like that. That's that's it's what just, I want to see. It's an old school mentality, right? Yeah. And it you know what? Honestly, like I laugh at, at Bosa as a Niner fan because he's funny and he 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 kind of has you know, his voice is funny to me. And he's kind of a goofball. And I don't I don't mind goofball, but there's a, another part of me that wishes that he would just lean into like showing up in a Eddie Murphy raw outfit, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just, I just wish that he would. And yeah, give me a Charles Haley. Yeah, without like <laughs> taking a deuce in someone's car through the well, sunroof sure. stuff. Sure. But yeah, Charles Haley, of course, of course.
He, yeah, his off-field, unfortunately, sort of matched the on-field. So that's that's not necessarily and a great. If thing. you're looking for drama, we just had a walk-off home run in Norman. Kinsey Hansen, two-run shot, 9-7, Sooners win. <laughs> I wouldn't know because ESPN Plus crapped out on me. Oh. There it is! Home run! Colby saw it before I did. <laughs> Statcast never fails. I didn't see it, but... I mean, what a way to open the new ballpark, right? Yeah, now they're all uh, gathered around um, and giving a prayer right there around the uh, pitching circle. So, yep, what a uh, what a historic win for Oklahoma. At times, it it wasn't pretty. Oh, Patty will have something to be angry about now. <laughs> well, when right? you give up five home runs, when you when you do give up five home runs, and that'll be a story to just kind of keep an eye on about what that means for that park moving forward, right? Does this? Let's see, let's see what happens in the second game this afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's kind of different filling out a new ballpark, right, with dimensions and seeing what you can and can't get away with. And they really haven't had a chance to practice in it. What's the wind situation today? No, not at all. Most of it has just been talking about the amenities, mainly for the fans, because if you've ever been down there to their old stadium, to Marita Hines, um, there was a little bit of old Globe Life Park feel to it where you would just roast in the sun. <laughs> there was no no cover whatsoever. This one at least provides some cover for a majority of the fans that are in the house there. But, uh, yeah, now we found out a little bit more about the official park itself. But still, it's, it's hard to ever feel like they're out of anything, right? Doesn't matter. Doesn't right. matter the scenario. 68 in a row now. You can give up back to back to back, tie it up, and you think all momentum has left you, and it just it just doesn't matter. They, they well, are, This one gave you a little bit of everything, right? You they're trailed gritty. early and had the big comeback, and then you take a massive lead, and then you go into survival mode after giving up all the home runs, and then you still get the incredible walk-off moment. Yeah. I almost instead of gritty, I instead of gritty, almost said, you know, they just find a way to nut up. That's technically not possible. So I'm just, you know, they are a very gritty bunch, though. Could never count them out. Uh, I do have one question for you. Back to the NFL quickly before we take a timeout, so we can hit the uh, snack. So I think, given the talent in Indy this year at the combine. Offensive line day is one of the biggest days that we've had in a while for that position group. Would you agree with all the potential first rounders? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's massive. Well, even 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 the the second rounders like that is a very very deep group that I, I you know I, I all the offensive line needy teams in the draft are going to have a lot of options for the first you know sixty picks. All right, so let's focus on the Cowboys for a moment because. Dallas, and you're home for the Cowboys, the Blitz 1170, has some questions. I think clearly, see if you agree with this, needs for Dallas, and where a lot of their attention is going to be at the Combine, O-line, defensive tackle, and linebacker. Yes. Do, Do you agree with those three? 100%. Okay. Now, I will say, Dallas has done a really good job of taking best player available and not necessarily just addressing their need. Yes. Not that they haven't done that, but but more often than not, they've taken the best player on the board. 
So I wouldn't just assume that those are the positions Dallas is going to go with. But to, to the point of just trying to understand what specifically they are looking for outside of just talented players, yes, those are, those are the major areas of concern. Now, I never really take the Jones family seriously. But I did listen to Steven earlier this week and then read some stuff from Calvin Watkins, who covers them there in Dallas. And if you kind of read between the lines a little bit, and I don't, again, you got to take it with a grain of salt with the Jones family. Are you kind of getting the sense that they're going to keep Tyler Smith at guard, even though they drafted him to eventually be a tackle, that they actually feel like that they believe he could be a Hall of Famer at the guard? They're going to let Biotish go, correct? More than likely. So they're going to be in need of like tackle center. And at that point, aren't you looking for like combo guys that can play that can play both? That have had at least a little bit of experience playing both? I'm fascinated to see what they actually do up front with this group. Yeah, I think I think as of right now, the thought is that Tyler probably plays guard, but because of the versatility. I mean, you're not locked in necessarily, right? If if you get into a situation where, you know, it, like, is your is your next best tackle or next best guard, like, wh- who's the better player there? And then you can move Tyler to, to the other spot either way, right? So yes. his versatility, I think, is is so huge for the Cowboys and, and how they shuffle that offensive line. But I think in the grand scheme of things, the way that I understand it right now, yeah, guard is kind of where they're going to leave him for the time being. But All right. th- the anticipation is they're going to bring back Tyron Smith. And you don't know what that looks like in terms of, you know, is it a one-year deal? Do they try to bring him back for a couple? If they bring him back, does he stay on the field for the entirety of that time? I mean, there's there's still a lot of questions with that. And, and you have to think about what the future is at tackle. But... Having having a guy like Tyler Smith is, I mean, you have an all pro guard already that can play tackle. If you get in a situation where that becomes the the biggest issue that you have, you know, of those five spots. Okay. And well, I think they because because you have had this incredible run with Zach Martin at guard and being the anchor kind of of that offensive line for for the last decade. I mean, it probably makes them feel better about having a player of that magnitude at the guard position as opposed to maybe what the general consensus in the league is. Well, I can't wait to see how it plays out with them. And I know clearly well, interior linemen aren't valued the same way. Tackles no, they're are. not. They're not. But having Zach Martin as, as you know, one of the greatest guards in NFL history for the last decade, Dallas perspective, maybe on the guard position is just slightly different than than the league norm we we got a long way to go but i love the early part of this process on this and i i i can't wait to see how everything shakes out and what the word is coming out of indy over the weekend as a lot of teams are looking for spots like that all right it's 4 44 we'll take a time out we'll come back ah <sighs> boy we got a trash for you i'm kind of deciding whether or not i actually want to read this story or not about whales 
and something that happened. So we'll I'll, I'll make that executive decision here during the break. Uh, we did not talk a lot about Jerry Jones yesterday, but we'll make sure to do that heading into the weekend as well. But the trash, not the trash, the snack, I'm sorry, is right around the corner. That's an old, old, old segment that I used to do. The snack is coming up next here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app.